Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Version 1. Imagine you're at work. It's a regular day with regular people and regular stresses, just like any other day. But then, imagine this guy comes up to you and says, follow me. That's it. No introduction, no greeting, no explanation for why he wants you to follow, just follow me. Would you do it? Would you leave your job, abandon your responsibilities, and forsake those who are counting on you just to go with this guy to God knows where? Probably not, right? You would probably ask him to leave the building, or you might call security. I mean, these are the kind of people we warn our kids to stay away from, right? You don't get into a car with a stranger. And yet, that's basically what these four fishermen did in this gospel reading. Maybe they knew Jesus, or maybe they didn't. We don't really know at this point. But in any case, nobody today would just drop what they're doing and go. Right? You shouldn't just abandon your responsibilities. Like, think about how Zebedee felt after his sons left. He was probably planning on leaving the fishing business to them one day, but now he can't do that. They left behind both him and their future to set off on some quest with Jesus. How dare they? That's the first way it is. Version two. Another way to hear this is indeed as a quest. It almost sounds like a fantasy story. It's like when Luke Skywalker set off to be a Jedi, or Harry Potter went off to Hogwarts, or Frodo went with his fellowship to destroy the One Ring in the fires of Mount Doom. In stories like that, people do set off on these grand adventures. They leave behind this old way of life and they go on this big journey. And it's fun to read about or it's fun to watch on screen. And we might even wish that we could do that, but we can't. Because we still have to figure out what's for dinner. And we have bills to pay. And we've got to get the kids where they need to go. We can't just drop everything and go like they even if we wanted to. That's version two. Version three, of course, when we hear this story of these fishermen, sometimes we see it as faith in action. I mean, these guys have become famous for following Jesus. Their names and stories have been told throughout the ages. They have special days on the church calendar. Sometimes they're even immortalized in stained glass windows in church buildings. We are supposed to imitate them and follow their example. Everybody should be like them. So version one says that we won't go. 
Version 2 says that we can't go. And version 3 says that we should go. No wonder why this text is confusing. What are we supposed to do with this? And what does it have to do with us today? Well, in order to answer that, we need to think a little bit more about the context here. And we need to consider exactly what it is that these fishermen were and were not leaving behind. First of all, these guys are not recreational fishermen. Right? They didn't take the boat out on a lake over the weekend for a little getaway. No, this was their job. This was their business. But they were operating their business in the shadow of the Roman Empire. Notice what we hear at the start of this reading. John the Baptist has been arrested, which implies that he's been arrested by Herod, the Roman ruler of the region, which we'll hear more about in Matthew 14. Then, in the wake of John's arrest, Jesus left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali. Now, to us, of course, Zebulun and Naphtali don't really mean anything. And in, even in Jesus' day, those places weren't on the map anymore either. But 700 years before Jesus, they were on the map. They were two of the original 12 tribes of Israel, tribes that had been taken over by Assyria. So by using those names for this region now, the gospel writer is saying that the land is still conquered, only this time by Rome, not by Assyria. Which means that the fishermen, because they were living and working in the area, they were serving the Roman Empire. They were a part of that system, whether they wanted to be or not. And yes, maybe they weren't on the empire's payroll, but Rome still controlled the production, the transportation, and the selling of the fish they caught. They were a part of Roman culture. Their business was part of the Roman machine. And in a similar sort of way, we are part of American culture. And there are some parts of it we like and some parts of it we don't like. We live in the land of the free and the home of the brave. But we also live in the land of racial inequality and political divisiveness and American entitlement. Most of the time, though, we just go along with what's around us. We do our own thing, we mind our own business, and hope that nobody interferes with what we're doing. And we won't interfere with what they're doing. That's what American freedom means, right? Do your own thing, but don't rock the boat. Be safe, don't hurt people, and don't get in somebody else's way. Well, in one sense, these fishermen didn't rock the boat either. Because they didn't really leave behind everything. For example, later on, they will be right back on this exact same sea when Jesus calms the storm. And then again when he walks on the water. 
And they will be right back with their families when Jesus comes to the house of Peter's mother-in-law to heal her. So these fishermen are not necessarily leaving behind everything to follow Jesus. So then what do they leave behind? Isn't that what this text is all about? They drop their nets and follow Jesus? Well, yes, because what they leave behind is their old way of life. And we see that in what Jesus says to them. He says, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And yeah, we've got a little play on words going on here. We have fishermen who are becoming fishers of men. But what does that mean? Well, think about it here. These guys understand what it means to fish for fish. Right? That's easy for them. They throw the nets out and they try to bring in the fish. And they do so under the watchful eye of the Roman Empire. But now, they will throw the good news of Jesus out there and see who they catch with it. And it will require the same skills they already have as fishermen. Skills like patience, determination, hard work, perseverance, focus, sacrifice, those kind of things. But it will not require nets. So they can leave those behind. So in other words, this is not just a new job offer. It's not like they're moving from one fishing company to the next. No, this is a complete reorientation of their lives. By following Jesus, they're saying that they are not going to serve the empire anymore. They're saying that their families and their jobs are still important to them. But Jesus comes first. So this is a major lifestyle change here. In the same way, we as Christians still live here in American culture. But our allegiance needs to be to Jesus. Instead of the American consumeristic, individualistic, TikTok type of culture. But sadly, though, sometimes we don't live this way. Sometimes the church is a part of the culture. Sometimes we are indistinguishable from the empire around us. Richard Rohr, a Franciscan friar and ecumenical teacher at the Center for Action and Contemplation in Albuquerque, New Mexico, once said this. Christianity is a lifestyle, a way of being in the world that is simple, nonviolent, shared, and loving. However, we made it into an established religion and all that goes with it, and avoided the lifestyle change itself. One could be warlike, greedy, racist, selfish, and vain in most of Christian history, and still believe that Jesus is one's personal Lord and Savior. 
The world has no time for such silliness anymore. The suffering on earth is too great. Similarly, in his famous book, The Cost of Discipleship, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the German Lutheran theologian around the time of World War II, wrote that when Christ bids a man to come and follow, he bids him to come and die. Following Christ is a countercultural lifestyle. It means dying to your own ways of doing things. It means focusing on him instead of yourself. Or to put it all another way, if our identity as Christians doesn't push against our surrounding culture, then we've missed the point. This is why Jesus' first message was, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has drawn you. Now, repent does not mean feel sorry for the bad things you've done. Instead, it means turn around. Live anew. Make better choices. And that's what these fishermen did. They turned around and moved from following the world to following Jesus. And that's what Jesus calls us to do, too. And I know that might seem like a daunting task. It might seem like something only superstar disciples can do. But remember, these fishermen were everyday guys. They were blue-collar workers. They were people nobody had ever heard about from a city nobody really cared about. And yet Jesus chose them. He called them. He trusted them to share his good news of the world. And in the same way, Jesus chooses you. Jesus calls you. Jesus trusts you to share his good news of the world. Jesus chooses you to be countercultural and make a difference in this world in his name. Because he knows that you already have the skills to do that. So, why did these fishermen drop their nets and follow Jesus? Why do people like us follow him today? Because he calls us to change our behavior and change our minds so that we can change the world for him. And when we consider it that way, following him turns out to be the most responsible thing you can do. Yes, you can be with your family and have your job. But as Christians, when Jesus says, follow me, we do it. We follow and we obey. No hesitation, no reluctance, no excuses. 
And some people may look at us funny, like how Zebedee looked at his sons. But that's what happens when you live a countercultural life. You show the world what following Jesus really looks like. And that's amazing. So together, let's drop our nets and go. Because Jesus always comes first. In the name of this one, we follow and serve. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.